to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey. <clears throat> Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me. I'm at Strict Anonymous. If you are listening on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show. If you love my show, give me a five-star review. Those really help the show. It's a great way to support my show by giving me that five-star uh, review. <laughs> you don't have to write anything out. A lot of times, I think on Spotify, you just hit five stars. On iTunes, you can write something out, which I love to read those reviews. Uh, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on the show. Most of the time, people are anonymous to me too. Uh, you could call me from a fake number. You make up a fake email. You make up a fake name and I change your voice. I would change everybody's voices on the show. All I want is for you to call in and tell me your super interesting story. Uh, if you want to be on the show, you could send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, or you could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be On The Show, or just go to Instagram or Twitter. Find me there, at Strict Anonymous, and you could DM me there. I have three episodes a week now, so I'm also, because my Fridays are Girl Talk episodes and Fetish Fridays, so I'm always also looking for specifically interesting fetishes as well as girls who want to call in and just rap about S-E-X, like different topics, you know. This week, today, it is a girl talk week and we will be talking all about orgasms and then you're just going to hear like a really crazy hot story about uh, that my guest had or it's not a story that she had, but a situation she had, an orgy, maybe you would call it gangbang, I don't know. <laughs> we talk about that too, but this is like a great example of a Girl Talk episode because it is Girl Talk Friday. Uh, but wait, I forgot to tell you about my anonymous confessions line. If you want to call in and leave an anonymous confession, I changed the voices there too. You can do that 24-7. A lot of people use the anonymous confessions line as like an audition to be on the show. You could do that too. Call 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Like I said, those remain anonymous. I post those on my Patreon. If you want to join my Patreon, you see all pics, anonymous pics of mostly all of my female guests. And they, they're not X-rated pics, but they are R-rated. I mean, they're definitely sexy pics. All the girls send in sexy pics of themselves. They're anonymous, but you could, if you want to put like a body to the, <laughs> to the story, you can on my Patreon. The links to that is in the description. There are pics of today's guest. Her name is Erica. She called him before. Her first episode was uh, 522. Erica loves women and threesomes and orgies and more. Well, she decided to come on and talk about orgasms. I had her on for this topic because this bitch knows how to have every kind of orgasm, even orgasms that I didn't know existed. There is a cervical orgasm. I didn't know that existed. Does that make me dumb? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. I'm like the average kind of person. I never heard of a cervical orgasm. This bitch has them. She has multiple orgasms. She squirts. She can also make 
herself orgasm while she is giving a guy head with no touching herself. It's just the dick inside her mouth. There's a move that she talks about that she learned that will literally get her to have an orgasm through a blowjob. And that's what we talk about on this episode. How she became multi-orgasmic, how she has, clit, uh, you know, how she has all of her orgasms. <laughs> Am I making sense? Like the G-spot ones, the best position for that, the cervical one, the best position for that, how she learned to squirt, how she became multi-orgasmic be before she, because she never was before. What happened in her life that created created this awakening because this girl did really change her life and she talks about that she went from an open marriage to a new guy that she's with now and she is living her best life she talks about how you can live out your fantasies with your guy how to make sex better all that kind of good stuff. She got divorced and been with a new guy for about a year and a half and she has been living her best life. You won't believe what this girl does. You'll get a taste of it at the end because at the end, she gives me a story that just happened, a situation, an orgy, a gangbang, I don't know. It was her servicing three guys. DP was included. You know, it, it all started off at like a vanilla bar, okay? Not even like a swingers club or anything. And wound up with her having sex with three different guys. She ends with that story. And this is, like I said, this girl was not living this kind of life before she met this guy. Uh, she does talk about that shift. She talks about how communication was key to changing things up from with her. She talks about how she gets turned on and why she can have such great orgasms. And a lot of that has to do with her relationship with her guy and what her guy does for her that other guys should learn from, okay? So we talk about that. I think, listen, women will find this episode interesting because you might learn a couple things. But guys will learn a lot from listening to women, talk about things. You're going to learn about your partner, okay? Because we are your partners. We're girls. And most girls, we're all kind of alike in a lot of ways. So you're going to listen to this. You're going to learn a lot. Girls or guys, whoever you are, you're going to love this episode. You're going to not believe her story at the end. Like I said, it starts out in a vanilla bar. She winds up back home with three guys. She fools around with a girl at the bar too, okay? Uh, but uh, it's like a, porn, a scene out of a porn, and she explains it in full detail, okay, at the end. So that's, we close it with that. You're going to love this episode. I told you, did I tell you yet that I have pics of her? Yes, I have pics of Erica. She sent me in pics of what she was wearing, like a little hot nighty, that she was wearing the night of this what is it called? A foursome gangbang? Maybe you'd call it a gang. Is it gang? Do you have, how many people have to be involved to have a gangbang? I don't know. But like, she's in really hot pics of herself, new ones. She sent in ones with her other episode too. So if you want to see tons and tons of pics of Erica after listening to this, join my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. The link to that is in the episode description as well as the links to everything else that I told you about. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on with uh, Erica. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. Welcome back 
to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You're calling in now for Girl Talk. <laughs> you were yes, just on. Thank you. Episode, I know. It was only a few weeks ago, episode, but we had so much fun. That... Episode 522, Erica Loves Women in Threesomes and Orgies and More. And the reason why I wanted to have you on for uh, Girl Talk is because I was like trying to think of like different topics to have for this series. And, you know, I already did one on anal. I'm going to do one on squirting. And then I was like, let's do one on orgasms. And who better to have on to rap about orgasms than Erica, who told me on the episode, on your episode, you told me you could orgasm through giving a guy a blowjob, okay? And I was like, wow, I totally get it. So we are going to rap about orgasms. You have multiple ones and you have every mm -hmm. kind of orgasm. You squirt. I mean, yeah. have you always been so a in touch with your orgasms or did that come through no. time? Not at all. I mean, I remember um, having orgasms actually like as a child, yeah. you know, through like yeah. self um, exploration. Yeah. And then when I first started, became like sexually active, like late teens, I don't really remember coming like that much. Um, I had one boyfriend before my husband that I he was a little bit older as well and he actually was really sad he was like six foot four and he had the smallest stick and at first I thought maybe it was like an optical illusion yeah 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 right because it's so he's and, so big <laughs> yeah yeah but no it was not so we actually ended up having a lot of anal sex because mm -hmm. I preferred that since the stick was small um and I remember coming through that, but it, it really wasn't until I had a deep emotional connection with my affair partner 10 years ago. And that's when I started, I realized I had the ability to have um, mul multiple orgasms, but they were still um, primarily clitoral orgasms. It wasn't until Sam that I really started having every type of orgasm. And a lot of that is through our communication. Like while he's fucking me, I'll be like, you know, even though he's very dominant in the bedroom, I still, I don't just lay there. I'm like, you know, slower, deeper, you yeah, know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is I need. Like if I feel something building, I communicate that with him. Yeah, yeah, Unless yeah. it's just like, you know, he is holding me down in the bed, like fucking the shit out of me. Then, you know, then he just does his thing. But, you know, it, it, for the most part, we just really communicate with each other. And that's how, that's how I've gotten in touch with these different types of orgasms. Like I feel very comfortable with him. I feel extremely comfortable and confident in myself. Maybe it's an age thing. I've heard women over 35, like start to gain that sexual confidence. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. it, it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah, definitely like the G spot. I heard your episode the other day with the, for anal with like the butt plug. Yeah, I do. I do like the butt plug too, but you know, the G spot, it, it ha like the dick has to go in at a certain place to hit that G spot for, for that kind of orgasm. I've had cervical ones. I have cervical ones. Yeah, all the what time. is that cervical is when you actually feel it touching your cervix. You can feel it touching your cervix. And you like that? Cervix. I like it. Oof. I'm a little bit of a pain slut. Like, oh, right. Maybe Layla is that girl that I talked with anal. She was, she had that going on too. I don't have that at all. That's like freaks me out. So it's because it's kind of painful and that's what turns you on. It's a little bit, it can be a little painful, but you know, for that, generally what I'll do is like, you know, on my back, Sam will be either standing outside the bed with like my legs up on his shoulders or, um, or I'll have like a pillow under me 
if he's kneeling on the bed. Um, and just so you kind of like have your butt elevated. Yeah. And then just like deep and slow. So you can feel it like rubbing on your cervix. You can feel a cock rubbing your cervix. It's not like pounding. Oh, okay. And right, then, right, right. Then I feel it building. And then it's like the orgasm kind of radiates up through your body mm-hmm. instead of like, you know how like a regular orgasm, you kind of feel like you just like clench up and then like release. And it's kind of just all centered in like the vagina yeah. or with the clit. Mm-hmm. This is very much like a full body. Like I feel like I, I tell him, I'm like, I feel you everywhere. Like right, I feel right, right. the orgasm throughout my body. And that's when your cervix is is stimulated. And that is a real yes. thing, cervical orgasms. I've never heard of that. It, it is a real thing. Like if I Googled it, like it exists, like there what other kinds of orgasms exist? Cervical? There's G spot, right? There's right. so that's vaginal. There's yep. uh what's the other one? Clitoral. Yep. And yep. there's, uh, what would we say? What would we call the one where you get it in your mouth? Okay. When you're blowing a guy and it's on the top. That's, of your- <laughs> I mean, that feels like a clitoral one, but yeah, it means right. I can squirt from it. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I just Googled it since you said that and Glamour magazine has an article about it. On what? On cervical orgasm. Oh, interesting. So they, well, I mean, listen, I believe you. I just never knew. And I didn't, and right. did that, did it happen to you by accident or did you, you know, it, did you guide yeah. him to do it? Because like you said, you micromanage it because whatever feels good, you like, you know, tell him to do more. Um, I definitely discovered it by accident. I mean, I felt, I felt something different happening. Um, but yeah, it, it just, I wasn't trying to do it. I yeah, just, yeah. it just happened. And so and he tells me like all the time, you'll look at me and the look on your face is like, what the fuck is happening to my body right now? Because so many times I, I tell him like, this is not what sex has felt like my whole life. Like yeah, that's interesting. now at 38 years old, mm-hmm. sex feels completely different than it ever did before. So that's very different than the G spot orgasm. The G spot I find happens after like a couple of clitoral orgasms and you know, when the guy is in your, like the cocks in your vagina and just hitting that G spot, like a little, a little bit in a little bit inside of you. And just for, I mean, Sam has a big dick. So really it's just the head of his cock and a little bit more. Right. And generally for that one, I like to do like the lazy dog where I'm laying on my back or on my, my belly and he's behind me. And, um, and sometimes I'll like reach back and like hold his cock so that I am controlling like how deep it goes in. Uh-huh. And that will make me score like every time. Now, is that, do you hold it because you could get it in the right angle because it has to go in or it can't go in too deep? I mean, is it just because you know exactly where your G Yeah, I don't is? hold it all the time. Yeah. I don't hold it all the time, but I will sometimes. Or, you know, if he's just going in shallow like that, I'll be like, yes you know, like, yes, daddy, keep doing that. That feels so good. Right. You know, I'm not like, I'm not saying like, do this, do that. Like I try to make it sexy, but of course, communicating what I, what I like. But how does it feel? Like, how do you know that your G like for somebody that's never had that experience? Like, how do you know your G spot is getting activated? Like you just feel it good. Does it feel like nothing at first or does it feel like it what people say? Like... Oh, you got to pee. 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, I mean, the G-spot, I feel like, is sensitive, especially once you're already really turned on. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that has to do with, like, your overall arousal. So, um, it, it feels like, you know, when, when I feel like I have to squirt, it, it does a little bit feel like I have to pee, but really I just feel this like need to release. Right. And so mm-hmm. it just goes. Um, and, you know, the G-spot orgasm for me kind of feels like that release combined with the clitoral orgasm feeling, you know, like my, my vagina will pulse. I'll feel that, you know, tightening up while also releasing you know, having an ejaculation. And I definitely think the laying on your stomach position Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. um, uh, is probably the best way to have that kind of orgasm because there's been a couple times that I've been in that position where I've felt a different kind of orgasm than ever before and never really realized yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's because of that the position, like it's hitting something different and I never realized yeah. it, but maybe it's the G spot. It, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you've talked about never squirting before. I think yeah. you need an hour with Sam. I think he has a hundred percent. Oh, you're offering rate. up your guy. I know you share. I'm hundred percent offering him up. I've got a lot of offers from my show. I don't take on guests, but that's good. But I understand. Yeah, this is what I think though. And this is like me copping to something personal, but like I have this thing, me and my friends call it pokey pokey. Like I, um, I, I don't even like the inside of my belly button being touched. And I think there's something about the G spot orgasm that I have like a mental block to it because it's like something inside me that needs to be touched. Like if anyone's tried with a finger or anything, like I'm just Mm -hmm. too in my head about something feeling around for a body part. I don't know what it is, but it freaks me out and it bothers me. I think I personally have a mental block to it. Do you understand? But maybe why I had it has worked for me or I've felt it a different way when I'm on my stomach and I don't do that move a lot, but I probably should. That's probably my key to getting it to work. Cause that's when the dick is going to, you know what I mean? Like the guy's right. dick is going to be hitting my thing and giving me the right. orgasm because trying squirting with the hand action, I don't think will ever work for me unless I go to like 10 years of therapy and get pokey pokey out of my head. <laughs> it's like pokey some pokey. weirdo yeah. thing. We call it pokey pokey. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's like, I can't get that out of my had and that's why I think I talked about like if like a guy's fingering me like you can't finger me with one finger like two or three at least because right, I can't right. feel like a thin thing going in there like a probe you know and <laughs> I don't know why so I think though that that's what I mean like I think if I did the move where I was on my stomach more mm-hmm. right and had sex that way 
right. I would probably get closer. That's what I need to do. I did a whole thing on my Patreon about sex positions recently. And I did talk yeah. about the fact that I like missionary a lot because I think I might have like a little bit of a smothering thing. Like I like that dominating feeling of like a guy mm-hmm. on top of me and being mm-hmm. pinned down. So I, yeah. I think missionary gets a bad rap for being very vanilla because it doesn't, it, to me, it's really not, you know? Um, oh no, I love missionary. Right? It's like one of my favorites. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. I totally went through all the sex positions and the choices were missionary, right. doggy style. I think I did reverse a cowgirl, you know, or cowgirl, right. whatever right. that's called. Right. And uh, something yeah. else, whatever. And it was, you know, most people, of course, I think it was doggy style was the thing that got mm-hmm. top billing. Well, so I chose doggy style. Oh, you were on it. I love. Yeah, yeah, I love this position. Yeah. Um. So I mean, this is cl- most closely aligned with doggy, but and if you like the smothering, like one thing that Sam and I will do is he'll kind of lay down on top of me so that I feel his weight, and that's kind of like a dominant thing too. Yeah. Yeah. And I also enjoy some breath play, so he'll like lay down and like cover my nose and mouth while he fucks me that way. And it is really hot. Wait, wait, what did you just say? Cover your breast play or breath play? Breath. Breath. Breath play. B-R-E-A-T-H. What the fuck is that? It's like autoerotic asphyxiation. So like I get off by by like choking or, you know, having my nose and mouth covered, like not being able to breathe. Oh my God, Erica, Um, you just keep bringing shit up. I mean, you need to go into this now too. What the fuck is that all about? Also, one more thing on the G spot thing. Yeah. What you might also find helpful is I have this little vibrator. I can send you a link to it on Instagram. Yeah. It's like super tiny, and you can just like hold that on your clit while you're lying on your stomach. And um, having the vibrator on your clit might actually help you get over that hump of squirting as well, or like having that G spot orgasm. You're going to be getting that clit stimulation at the same time yeah i'm not really one that uses a vibrator during sex like we will like i have a wand i have a ton of sex toys like we definitely will use it but i'm not like oh i have to have it to get off Um, but it might be something to try i typically have always because i've always had it very easy to have a clitoral orgasm right i think that's everyone's go-to so i would always use my hand i have no problem just doing it myself i tend to not like vibrators that much on my clit only because I feel like there's so much overstimulation and I feel mm-hmm. like I get nervous be- that I would like never be able to get off without it, you know, because it's so oh, unnatural. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like so yeah. fucking unnatural. I used to tell my girlfriends who were having issues with orgasms, like don't get a vibrator because like what's going to happen is you're going to be so used to like that getting you off that real sex is nothing like that. Like it has nothing to do with that. Like learn how to get off on real sex, you know, like (laughs) because a vibrator or then you're just going to be addicted to always having it. But I'm like very black and white. I'm an addict. So like I get afraid of getting addicted to anything. So I've never, I'm not so sold on vibrators. vibrators. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I definitely think the G spot thing for me is, on my stomach, do it more, use my hand, like you saying, just some way make sure that the clit is being stimulated too, because you need to be very turned on because that G spot, it, it gets bigger, right? I mean, it swells right. up. Right. So right? it's like, it's, it's, um, 
uh, erectile tissue, right. in, internal erectile tissue. So in order to get that orgasm, like you have to be erect, just like a guy. Right. And whereas like for women, like we don't really think of it that way because it's not visually the same. Yeah. But yeah, we need, we need to have an erection as well. Um, and the vibrator that I'm talking about, that's little, it actually does this like deep pulse. So it's not like a wand oh. where you're just like, you know, like wanding the shit out of yourself. Yeah. You um, know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, and I find that I, I just, find that to be over the moon but like I said it's something that we might do like once a month it's not and, and I felt I don't have a hard time like if I use my wand like a couple of days because um, Sam and I live like 50 miles apart from each other so we only see each other like three times a week yeah so sometimes like I saw him a couple of days ago I didn't see him for two days like I didn't get off I'm not like a sex addict. I didn't get off in that time between the two, the two times that I saw him. Yeah. But like, sometimes I will, you know, like yeah. you're horny, you want to get off and I'll use my wand. I, it doesn't impact my ability to have like a regular sex orgasm the next time or anything. But I just think that's very individual for each woman. And I also think that like, um, some of the issues that women might have with orgasm, maybe just with their hands, like, you get up in your head like women I, I feel like sex for women is probably like 90 percent mental for sure and, and so if you're in your head about something it's just not gonna happen yeah. if you're like i can only get off with a vibrator well that's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah that's what that's what my pokey pokey is like i said it's a block yeah. it's and it's deep-seated you know like i said yeah. so i don't know that i could ever get past that block but i know that when i had girlfriends who couldn't Calm. It was typically the girls that maybe didn't feel good about their bodies and they're not comfortable right. in their skin. And that happens with women in the menopause because their bodies start to change. You know, it's a very mm-hmm. mental for women. So any kind of mental thing you got going on there, that's that's going to block you. Like whether it's, oh, I'm never going to be able to come without a vibrator or my body doesn't look good and he's not going to be interested right. in what he sees. You know, there it's gonna block right. you from having orgasms. And I, what the problem I think most women have, and this is for girls who are listening to our girl talk thing, is that they don't really know guys. Okay, I have always mm-hmm. had girlfriends. I need girlfriends, mm-hmm. but I always had guy friends. I need to be able mm-hmm. to be alpha someplace in my life, and my guy friends are mm-hmm. that. I could tell them to shut the fuck up, you fucking asshole, and be <laughs> myself. You know what I mean with them? And it's like, right, cool. Right. I just can't be that way that's with my great. girls. You know what no, I mean? No, no. So yeah, I, that's sure. why I've always had guy friends because I could just really be me with them, and they're cool. Um, but. I, I really know how guys are. And I think a lot of women don't. And I know that mm-hmm. guys don't fucking look at your little role that's on the side. You know, like girls are right. very fixated on things and their bodies right. in ways that guys aren't. Other girls might be and they're judgy and we're mm-hmm. all about our bodies right. and everything. But guys right. really aren't. They're not that fucking picky. You got some good right. tits. You got some good legs. You got a little waist. You got a big ass. Like they like it. They're not looking at your yeah. little flaw that you're hyper fixated on because you're a woman and you know, society has told you to be hyper fixated on that stuff. It's just not right. the case. And I think a lot of women don't feel good about their bodies because of that. And then they can't really relax. And they think a guy is being as critical with them and they should not, you know what I mean? Like you feel, right. It's, right. guys like well, every, I mean, a lot of different things. Right. I think if you're in a partnership where one partner is a woman, the other partner is a man, mm-hmm. it should be on the man to recognize that foreplay for a woman, and I said this on my last episode with you, begins 
first thing in the morning and goes the entire day. Yeah. So if your wife like isn't feeling comfortable, like, you know, I was reading this one story where the woman like refused to let her guy eat her out or, you know, you, you will only have sex with the lights off yeah. or yeah, yeah. only have sex with your bra on or whatever the hangup is. Yeah. Like if, if you're the male partner and that is, you know, lessening your experience, then when your wife's getting ready for work in the morning, you need to go up behind her, kiss her neck and be like, damn baby, like your ass looks so good today. Like do it at times when yeah, that's very smart about Mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. Do it at times when she's like, you know, making breakfast for your baby. Be like, damn, like look at those tits. Like I'm such a lucky man. Like shit like that goes a long way to boost a woman's confidence. Totally. You're very right. It is a very smart uh, piece of advice for guys out there. Instead of focusing on that issue, help her get past that by building her confidence. Like you said, with, with compliments and making her feel sexy about herself. Exactly. I mean, ultimately confidence comes from within, but yeah. I mean, we're humans. We seek you know, that like gratification from the people that mean the most to us. Mm -hmm. So if your partner's struggling with confidence or, you know, body insecurity, just pump her up, you know, and pump her up. You know, women don't want to feel like they're being complimented because you expect them to take their clothes off. Right. Women want to feel complimented because, you know, it's those little moments, those little moments throughout the day are what make or break relationships, in my opinion. And I do believe, and I think this is what you're saying, is that those moments should come not because you want sex. Those moments should come like before you walk out the door, you know, because what I think Mm -hmm. women are very against or what really gets them down, or I hear it a lot from men, like, oh, she complains that all I ever want is sex, is guys only initiate those kinds of conversations and give those compliments because they want the girl to, like, blow them and they're horny. You know, it's always the start of something. So, you know, do that when you don't want anything. When you're, like, like I said, walking out the door before. I think that's what you mean, right? Yep, yep. Because those little moments will lead to hot sex. Right. Hot sex is not going to come from you know, it's 10 o'clock at night after a long day that you haven't connected all day. And now all of a sudden you want your wife to be a porn star. Hot sex is not going to happen in that moment. Hot sex is built through little moments, little bits of connectivity, little bits of vulnerability. Like women need to see their guys be vulnerable too. And they need that connection. And that's, that's what leads to the porn star sex. It's just fact. Unless you're with someone who's, doesn't have any sort of mental connection with facts. So like for me, those little moments with Sam and I have made me into, you know, the foursome queen or orgy or, you know, whatever. Cause he looks at me all day long and is like, God damn, like I am the luckiest motherfucker on this planet with you. He is lucky. Okay. Because not only are you like the porn star that does all that stuff, you could actually orgasm. By blowing him. Can you describe what you were talking about? Because when you explain the move, and I did it, and everybody listening should do it, they will see that there is a connection. It has to do with the top of your mouth and your pussy. Make that connection for me. Right. Talk about I it. I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I don't know if that makes him the lucky one or me the lucky one. Both. But I can, yeah, that I can orgasm from, from that. But right. basically... Um, you want to already be super aroused. So typically we'll do this like in the middle of fucking like 
I'll be riding him and then I'll just take a stick out and kind of kneel between his legs while he's laying down so that I have total control of his cock. And I just take it in my mouth right past the hard palate. There's that really soft area before you get to your throat. And I either just kind of stroke it or gently, you know, like gently thrust it right there. And it probably takes about a minute and then I'll just start coming and squirting from that. And I'll do it like two or three times. Right. But what I think women should do is what I did when I was talking to you, like take your tongue and like flick it on that back part, right? Mm -hmm. On the top Mm -hmm. of your mouth right there. You could kind of feel that somehow it's like connected. There must be nerves that go from there to the bottom, right? Explain. It is. I mean, your entire body is connected. Um, And that's why, you, you know, a sexual experience shouldn't just be about your penis and vagina. It's your entire body. Like you can get off from, you know, I can get off from my nipples being played with. Um, it's just all very connected. And, but I think the key is to be in that very aroused state. Right. Um, so it's not like so you could just go I, right now and start blowing him and do that only to get no, you aroused. No, not, right. Mm-hmm. not right. Not right from, you know, like, cold turkey like from nothing Mm -hmm. I mean I get aroused from you know giving him blowjob but it's not like that it's it needs to be in the in the middle Mm -hmm. of you know the session so to speak and I think that's really important too for couples like I think a lot of times we think of like okay we're gonna have oral just to kind of warm things up and then we're gonna get to the fucking but if you mix it up and you start, you know, obviously you need to be, have that baseline arousal for intercourse to be comfortable for a woman. But like, once that's going, then like stop and have him finger you or have him like lick your pussy or go down on him, whatever. And just switch it up during, during that fuck session. You don't have to just go from like fingering to oral to fucking in a routine. Right. I mean, and listen, I sometimes quickies are, yeah, sometimes the quickies are really great and could be fine. Well, and sometimes it's great. efficient because people are fucking busy. You live far away from your guy. So you only see him a certain amount of time. But like, I think sometimes when people are seeing somebody all the time, people that are married and they're always, you know, with the yeah. same person, sometimes quickies happen. It's fine. But you're saying the whole point, because I want to always tie it into the orgasm is that Take your time. Have more foreplay. That right. will lead to better have orgasms. More orgasms. Mm-hmm. If I also think if you're switching things up, like right. I mean, Sam and I do live far apart, but we still see each other like four times a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about and so we are having a lot of sex, and we are, um, you know, just kind of doing regular life stuff. And you know, we have cookies like every other couple, but like. I, I think you can get a lot done in 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be, you know, I know right, you're saying it doesn't have to be longer. It just has to be something different. And what I do something think different. is actually important about your relationship, and this isn't a negative, it's to remind people of how a relationship is in the beginning. I think people lose sight of that. I'm talking mm-hmm. to the people that are listening that are 10 years in. 
you know, and mm-hmm. they're having right. a problem. What do they learn from that couple that has just met up and is so fucking horny for each other? Like they used to be that you have to right. bring that sort of energy back, that curiosity about each other, that trying new things, you know, that hotness back into the bedroom that could happen by remembering what it was like and how that works, because that's like how a lot of couples start out. And I think that they lose that. Absolutely. I also think it's not even about like getting that hot time back with your partner. It's about getting in touch with it with yourself. So for Uh women, like go out, like have some time like in the bath or just in bed by yourself and, you know, touch yourself in a different way or get a new toy or just, you know, relax, you know, while you're rubbing your clit, like play with your nipple and just see, what happens see how that feels because the more in touch as women especially that we are with ourselves the better our experience with a partner is going to be of course my girlfriends that couldn't come with guys couldn't even come with themselves over a couple and i'm like you gotta be kidding me you know, and then right. if you can come by yourself, but you can't with your partner and you can, then all you need to do is speak up. You know your body and you have to know your body. And you have, that's why I would tell some of my girlfriends, like, stop with the vibrator because you can't, you know, you're maybe getting yourself off with that. And then you go to have regular sex and you can't. So I would recommend use a dildo, like mock up right. real sex and figure out right. what <laughs> works for you while you're not un- right. self-conscious to get yourself off. And then when you're with the guy, speak up or move around or take control and make that happen. But it definitely starts exactly. with be, knowing your own body and knowing what turns you on because your guy was with somebody else before he was with you. Mm-hmm. He, he knows how to mm-hmm. get that girl on, you know, and every girl right. is a little bit different. Everyone's clit is a little bit different. Some people are more sensitive in certain areas. Everyone has like their thing. So everyone's G spots are in a different places. So that guy knows, like I said, how to get off on somebody else that he has to learn how to get you off. And I think it's just a whole new experience always. And you have to tell a guy, they're not a fucking mind reader. I think some people are definitely good at vibing on what mm-hmm. feels good with somebody else, you know, but some, a lot of mm-hmm. people aren't. I think that's somebody that's very right. comfortable in their skin, very comfortable having sex. But a lot of people that don't know how to click into that, they have to like speak up for themselves. Right. Tell the right. partner or, you what know, it is they want and what it is that they like and what feels good to them so they could get more and have better orgasms. And for the women and or couples that have been married for 10 years, don't reinforce something that isn't working for you. Oh, that's important. Yeah. I mean, listen, you were you're in a new relationship, but you were also in a long relationship. I mean, you know both sides and all sides right. of it. Because I know, I know there, both sides yeah. of the coin. Yeah. And I definitely reaffirmed what didn't work for years because, Interesting. you know, you just get into that routine. I know so many married couples who will not tell their partner their fantasies or you know what they would want to try and maybe you want to talk about that like outside of the bedroom like on a date night or something or maybe you say it like in the middle of when he's fucking you but just say it you know and let you know let yourself feel sexy because I think as women and as moms that goes by the wayside sometimes it's the first thing that does you lose yourself and I I know that for me, it was a conscious decision for me to reconnect with that part because it could, you know, you, it does go away in the beginning. You do become like 
hyper fixated on your child. And I think that's just nature and that's the way it should be. You know, when you give like two, two and a half years, I remember feeling like I was coming out of that like haze Mm -hmm. of like trying to figure out how to take care of this thing. And then it's like, it's (laughs) like you're good to go. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm sort of back to myself. And I lost that part of me. And I think it's very important to get it back. And I remember listening to a woman named Esther Perel. Now she's very famous. She's the fucking mm-hmm. boss bitch on sexual, like anything like sexuality. She's mm-hmm. a PhD sex therapist. And she talked about how so many women complain and are upset about their guy coming into the, you know, while she's cooking and grabbing her ass and wanting to have fucking sex and how women just load that. And it's like a big problem for them. And she was like, you know, instead what you should do is feel so happy that you know, mm-hmm. your guy still sees you as a sex object because one day that won't be the case. But no, right. what she says is right. like, just because you have lost the ability to see you that way, you should be thankful that he can still see you that way and try to connect with that. And I heard that and I thought, oh my God, I have this guy. I always have a booty call in my life because I don't have a lot of relationships, but I'm always getting laid somewhere. And I remember this guy always like harping on me to have sex. And I I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, every now and then. But I was like, you know what? I have to force myself to go there and and be thankful mm-hmm. that this is a man that right. still sees me as a piece of ass and just wants to fuck me. You know, it's it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And like she said, just because I couldn't see myself that way anymore, you know, I needed to let him, you know, appreciate the fact that he was and therefore start seeing myself. And that is a very true thing. She said it a lot better <clears throat> than I just did, but it's very right, fucking right. true. Don't knock right. that, you know? Don't right. look down on And if on you it. see yourself, right, if you see yourself through his eyes or you look in the mirror and you pick out something about yourself, you're like, God damn, like, my tits look amazing. And you think about that, like, while you're fucking, you're going to be able to get that orgasm more than if you're feeling like, oh, is my stomach jiggling right now? Yeah, like, the, but those are down, yeah, the, yeah, those are real things. And that kind of goes back to, like, you saying, like, oh, the guy should make the woman feel okay. And I think a lot of times the guys do the guys, a lot of times women gain a little weight and we notice it a lot more, especially women that are going through menopause than the guy does. And the guy doesn't fucking care. I have a lot of guys on my show that are in relationships with women and been married to them. And they say that their wife isn't as into sex anymore because she doesn't feel good about her body, but he does not see the difference. (laughs) They just don't, Mm -hmm. but that's hard. And that's like, that's where sometimes, no matter what somebody else says to you, it doesn't, it can't change it. It's called self-esteem for a reason because it does come from yourself. So you do right. have to go within and figure out a way to feel sexy again. And that's like, listen, if you don't like your fucking jiggly stomach, go get go get it fixed. If you don't, if right. you feel like you gain too much weight and you cannot feel comfortable that way and will never feel sexy that way because you used to start intermittent fasting and get your ass to the gym, you know, do something about that to make yourself feel. So there's always like some okay. sort of, or relax into it and be like, this is who mm-hmm. I fucking am and I'm fucking hot and buy yourself some sexy, sexy lingerie and feel good about yourself. Yep. I had a girlfriend who had a body that wasn't 
perfect, but she had really big boobs. She had great legs, you know, but she was always, I mean, she literally looked at herself as like, like a two and her body was not that way. And I used to show her celebrities that dress like her, Mm -hmm. that had her body. I'm like, that's your fucking body on that girl. And that girl feels hot. And the only difference between you and her, because this girl is sexy and she's in magazines and she looks fucking hot is she, she feels that way and she dresses that Mm -hmm. way. And she's got your same body, but you don't see yourself right. that way, you know? So you you don't have to be perfect to feel hot, but if you're never going to feel great with your body the way it is, there's stuff you could do. Work out, go to the mm-hmm. gym, dress sexy, you know? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and it's all about like what you're say- what you're saying and, and all of that stuff to tie it back into orgasm helps you orgasm better because it is like, like you said in the beginning, very mental with women. And so if you can't really feel hot, it, you're just not going to be turned on. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. That's, that's a hundred percent true. So, you know, get that mental aspect and, and have positive self-talk throughout the day. Like I said, if you catch a glimpse of yourself, you know, compliment yourself in the mirror or like take that five minutes and put a little makeup on or put on a little outfit that you feel cute in, even if you're not going anywhere. And that like, for me, you know, if I'm mom and around, I like to put on like a cute little tank top with my yoga pants so that I can see, you know, my cleavage. And it doesn't, it doesn't make a huge difference. But when I look at myself in the mirror, I feel sexy. I don't feel like, oh, I just have this big sloppy t-shirt on. No, I believe those little things definitely shift your energy. And it could start a Mm -hmm. little bit where just wear a little tighter shirt or wear like tighter, you know, do something that, show a little midriffs, do something where you're starting to feel a little bit more sexy about yourself. And then it snowballs. I I definitely believe that. I mean, you were a girl that went from, you were in a long-term relationship. You had four kids. You weren't into them. You were cheating like crazy because you obviously were <laughs> happy at home. And even though you did have an open relationship kind of with them, I mean, it was kind of crazy. People have to listen to your first episode to get the whole backstory. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then right. you wind up meeting, you know, the one, you know, it's probably like you would say, this is the one. You guys both knew it right. from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And it's totally changed the game. Like you're having all these orgasms, all the stuff that you're doing now, you you couldn't do before. So that's the good news to no. people. Like just because you can't, you're not multi-orgasmic or you can't squirt or you can't get off by just blowing your guy. It doesn't mean that you never can, like you can. And that's right. what I love when I hear people like you, because I'm not multi-orgasmic. And whenever I hear someone that says that they weren't and they are, I'm like, oh my God, tell me how to fucking make that happen. Cause you know, life's short. Right. Well, and I don't think you need to change partners in order to change experience. Exactly. I think you need to both be committed to having those open and vulnerable you know, conversations. Yeah, because, I mean, the fantasies that you're living out with your guy and all the orgasms and all the pleasure that it has led to is like a 100% percent complete change in your life. And like I said, you weren't like a vanilla woman that completely changed the game. You were very open and doing a lot of the stuff that you're doing now, but it is different. It is a different experience. You did shift and it was about all the things that you're talking about. It happens to be with a new partner, but like someone could do it within their own relationship that they're still in. It's, but you did change the game, your game. 
I changed my life. Yeah. I changed my life and it's changed me completely. Mm-hmm. Now I know, and we're going to end, we're going to end with this and it's a long, hot story. I mean, you did tease me before we started taping <laughs> that you're like, oh, I just had, what did you just have like recently? Like you just had like a five person. Um, I did have a three, three guy experience okay, the other a, day. A three guy experience. Let's end with that crazy three guy experience. Okay. The, there were a lot of orgasms. Let me tie it in. Um, the last time we spoke was maybe about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have had DP with two different partners in addition to Sam. Um, and but this particular case on Saturday, um, we had actually originally planned to go to a swingers club Saturday night. And it's hard for us to get to the club just with like family obligations and real life shit, you know? And so we set it aside. We're like this Saturday, we're fucking going to the swingers club. We're going to throw down the last time we were at the club is when we had that orgy. So we're really excited to go again. And we just had like all the family shit all day. And by the end of the night, it was like nine or 10 o'clock at night. Like, Oh fuck. Just don't feel like driving all the way there getting a hotel, the whole deal. So decided, like, let's just go to a bar. We were originally going to go to just like the regular bar that we, you know, go grab drinks at on the regular. We decided to go somewhere else. So we roll up to this bar and it is a total like 10 to one sausage fast, like guys <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and, and this is a regular well, bar, right? This is not a swinger. This is like bar. a regular bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is okay. a regular bar. Okay. Tons of guys, no so, hot girls, except you. You know what? It was honestly like the um, bar scene from Star Wars. It was very strange. <laughs> um, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> From the first Star Wars, right? Yeah. 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 There were um there were a decent amount of hot guys. There were I would say almost every woman who was there was over six feet tall. Like Amazon women. Wow. Interesting. Were, were, yeah, it, it was very strange. Mm-hmm. And this particular area is where like the pro football players hang out and all that, like in our area. So, you know, there's some there's some good looking guys and um and we rolled through the bar just like kind of seeing what's up and all these guys are checking me out and that gets Sam going. Like he loves when I turn heads walking through a place. Right. And, um, so we start like, you know, making out a little bit dancing. We're having a good time drinking. And this guy actually hit me up that I had been talking to, um, from SLS, like the swinger site. And we had been talking for like a couple weeks, just hadn't really been able to put it together, like to meet up. And I tell him, like, hey, you know, Sam and I were hanging out at this one bar. He's like, oh, I'm going to roll up there. And uh, he's like, no pressure, no pressure. So we keep, you know, making out, having fun. And this guy rolls in. His name's Brian. Mm-hmm. And immediately he looked 10 times better than his pictures. He had a really sexy, like, French accent. And he and I just start like immediately making out. So I'm alternating in this vanilla bar, making out oh my between God. Sam and Brian. The and guys every- that we, but the guys that were checking you out must have been like, "What the fuck is going on here?" 
amazing. Like, I don't consider myself a voyeur, like have a voyeur kink, but maybe I do like to be watched because... No, no, I that's was... an exhibitionist. The voyeur is the people watching yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so we're making out. And this girl, she starts, she's dancing up on her boyfriend and she's just looking at me. She's got to be like 25 mm-hmm. and I'm almost 40. Yeah. And, um... And she comes over to me. We start like kind of dancing. I kiss her on the cheek. I'm like, you know, you're fucking hot. And um, and I say to Sam, I'm like, I'm gonna take this girl to the bathroom. So um Oh, we didn't know this was I, included in this story. I know this yeah. little girl actually had to throw it in. <laughs> Go on, yeah. <laughs> so I grab her by the hand, I was like, Come on, we're going to the bathroom. And I like to be a little dominant with women, whereas I'm like, submissive with men. So I grab her hand and she's Turkish, like barely speaks any English. Mm-hmm. And we make it to the bathroom and just start getting it on in the bathroom. Like, like how hardcore? Like I had my hand on her boobs. Like we're making out. I was, my hand was all on her butt. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, definitely um, a woman in there who was, I would say, 100% lesbian who was really enjoying that bathroom show as well. Oh, wait, and how do you know? I mean, she, I would just say very typical, like, just a typical look, you know. She, she and, was butchy and she stayed in there, you know, you mean. Oh, yeah. She right, just right. stayed, like, she was glued to the wall, just, like, watching <laughs> us oh making out. Okay. Um, and so, you know, um, and she, she says to me, like I said, she barely spoke to me. She's like, that's your boyfriend? And I was like, yeah. And uh, she's like, other guy? I'm like, no, we're just having fun. Like, he's not my boyfriend, too. So I'm like, come on, let's go get the guys. Because I'm thinking, like, we're going to rope her boyfriend in. So we're going to have, like, three guys and two girls. Like, now we've got a party, right? Yeah. And we only live, like, 10 minutes from from that bar. So I'm like, let's just go back to my place. So we go back. We're holding hands. And her boyfriend grabs her and immediately leaves the bar. And that was it with her. He was jealous. He couldn't, he wasn't into he, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't into it. Yeah. I, I was devastated, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but while I was in the bathroom, Brian ended up like texting one of his friends to come meet us. So I guess he was at like a different, a different place in that same area. So within five minutes, Brian's friend shows up. I don't even know what the fuck his name is. So now I'm alternating making out with three guys. Oh my God. In the vanilla bar still. In the vanilla bar still. Oh my God. What a slut you are. And I have only had two drinks. You know, I wasn't like (laughs) fall down drunk or anything. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I'm like, I say to Sam, I was like, let's cash out. We got to get out of here. I'm like horny as fuck. Let's, let's go. Um, so I go to the bar to cash out. Sam goes to the bathroom. The other two guys, like I give them my address. They start heading over to my apartment. I'm sitting at the bar and this guy, Miles, sits next to me and he was like, hey, you know, like, how's it going? He starts chatting me up while Sam's in the bathroom trying to cash out. It was like really busy. It took like five minutes. So I end up getting his number, inviting him to join us too. Oh my goodness. Um, it was like a crazy night. He He was so sweet. He was 22, total baby face. He thought I was 26. I'm like, oh, you're my favorite. But um, once he texted me, 
you know, to like hook up later that night. I was like, you know, come join us. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I only do one on one. I'm like, well, that's not what we're doing tonight. Right. So we go back to my apartment and, um, you know, Sam and I park, get in. Um, I go into the be- the bedroom just to like put on some lingerie and, you know, freshen up. Sam goes down to let the guys into the apartment. So go upstairs. Um, and they come upstairs. They're in the kitchen. And we're all just like hands all over me. I've got like six hands on me, you know, all over my tits, fingering me, like slapping my ass. Like we're all just like kissing. I mean, not the guys aren't kissing each other. I'm just, you know, going around like rubbing cock. We head to my bedroom and I think I told you I'm like a major squirter. Mm -hmm. So I had put down our like moisture mitigation system, like on the floor and on the bed. And I just start blowing like these three guys and just alternating between them stroking the other two while I have one in my mouth and it was incredible like I felt like a fucking porn star yeah you sound like one (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean it's like a porn scene you know what I mean it's not a common thing that goes down Definitely. And so Brian, you know, he's got this like French accent. He's like dirty talking up a fucking storm to me while I'm sucking his cock. I'm like, oh my God. So like what kind of stuff gets you off? Like what kind of dirty talk is he doing? Well, I was deep throating his cock and he's like, oh my God, like what a little slut you are. Like, oh, you're swallowing my cock. Like, you know, and I, I like to give like really messy blowjobs with, you know, like spitting on it and everything. And, and he was just loving it. Right. Um, like he, you know, he was calling me a slut and, um, and then, you know, I would look up at Sam. I'm like, do you like this daddy? And Brian would be like, oh, are you doing it for daddy? Like, you're such a good girl for daddy. Like, things like that with his, like, super sexy accent. <laughs> and where did you find this guy in SLS? He was like, is he? I was on SLS, yeah. Is he a single yeah. guy married? Do you know his deal? He's single. He's single. Right. He, ho- um, he hit he, the jackpot when he hit you up. I know. Right? <laughs> and he, he also, I think he had been with a decent old couple. Like, he had shown us some videos, like, I like to see videos of guys fucking women before I agree to do it. Cause like, I don't want to bring in a guy and have him be like a fucking slouch, you know? Oh, you want to know he's good in bed. So that's like one of your requirements, like a dick pic and a video if you have one. Oh yeah, definitely dick pic. Cause I'm a size queen and definitely video. Um, so I can see, see the guy in action. Oh wow. Uh, Mm Oh, I mean, Every guy has videos these days. Like if they play in the lifestyle, they play with hot wives, they have videos. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think we've ever really come across a guy that has, you know, doesn't have a video. Wow. So Interesting. Yeah. So you watch that and, video and you're like, oh, he looks like he can't fuck that good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call him. Or do you typically like what you see? Cause they're in the lifestyle and they're professionals. Typically, I like what 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 we see. I mean, okay. yeah, I mean, it's not like we've been with a ton of single guys. I think maybe five uh-huh. total uh-huh. Um, over the past year, right? Um, maybe five or six. But yeah, I mean, I want to know. You know, I'm extremely satisfied with Sam. So if I'm going to bring in another guy, he needs to be a good lover too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. 
yeah, so he, so Brian, I'm sucking off Brian, his friend, still don't know what his name is, and Sam, and Just I look call at him third guy, like, third guy, third guy, yeah, third guy. I'm like, I'm like, baby, you have to fuck me right now. Like, I am so fucking turned on. So I lay down on the bed, like on my back. I don't remember, I think. I can't remember if I still have my lingerie on or not, but like they all basically undress me real quick, like throw me on the bed. And, and it was pretty, they were pretty rough and aggressive. Like I actually have some like bruises on my arms, I think from just kind of being manhandled between the three of them. Right. But Sam starts fucking me and then I'm stroking third guy's cock and sucking off Brian and then I pull Sam's cock out of me and just squirt fucking everywhere like a geyser. Oh and Brian didn't know I was a squirter. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? He's like, you're a squirter? And then he just had to fuck me right then. So then everybody kind of switched. Brian starts fucking me. Um, and then third guy fucked me for like a minute and bust like, right away in his condom so he was just kind of a dud but i still got that third guy experience having you know sucked him off and just having the attention of three guys so they all after after third guy come sam and brian just continue to kind of take turns fucking me um you know they're like biting my tits and slapping my ass and then I look at Sam and I was like, I want DP again. Because I had done it like a couple weeks prior with a different guy. Mm-hmm. And um, Sam, so Sam and I have a rule. Like when we play with other guys, no anal for the other guys. Like it's only, anal is only for daddy. Right. But in DP, Sam likes vagina because he likes to be on the bottom so he can like see my face. Right. I'm getting fucked in the ass with it by another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get on top of Sam. Um, Brian gets lube. He start. He goes into my ass. I listened to your anal episode the other day, and I am a total anal slut too. Like I have the biggest <laughs> orgasms from anal. Right. It's very. There's a lot of nerve endings in there. Yeah, I call them season ender. What do you call it? What? Season ender. <laughs> like if you have a season ending um, injury, like, cause I'll come, like, oh, I'll that's have like hilarious. 20 orgasms while yeah. being fucked. But like, if I have a really intense anal one, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so, top of the mountain for sure. Mm-hmm. Top of the mountain. Yeah. So I climb on Sam, Brian enters my ass and within, <laughs> we know it's within two minutes cause I actually have a security camera on in my bedroom that we got the whole thing on tape. Mm-hmm. I had the biggest orgasm of my life and I like shot off of both of the guys cocks and just like fucking squirted everywhere and coming shaking the whole deal and I'm like holy fuck like that was incredible um and then and so did I, you do it with the other guy too is that what's coming no, he he had already come in his condom. He was just kind of, but he was just enjoying the show. Like he was just kind of standing on the side of the bed watching. Right, right, right. But you had um, had DPs before, right? Was just I'd had one. Before. Oh, okay, interesting. So this was yeah. just your second one. 
This is just my second one. The first one was maybe like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go to the bathroom, like kind of clean up, like just kind of gather myself. Third guy ends up leaving. And, um, and we had talked to Brian just about like his testing status and everything. Cause we like to play really safe. And, but he had like recently gotten tested. And so we're like, mm, let's do a little cream pie action. So he ends up fucking my pussy and um, coming inside me. And then Sam fucked me afterwards because that's kind of one of our kinks, like for him to fuck me with a cream pie and then for him to come inside me too. Oh my goodness. Where do you get all that? I mean, have were you always like this type of girl or like, is this like a new awakening for you? Or were you always this, you know, dirty? I don't know what is the right word, you know, horny, I know, dirty, it is dirty. You know I mean? <laughs> Honestly, you um, should have been a porn star. (laughs) I should. I mean, Sam and I keep talking about starting an OnlyFans. Oh, you don't have one? Mm -mm, No. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, this is your calling. That's actually, yeah. It's funny you should say that because, like, actually, a week ago, um, Sam and I were talking, and I I was like, you know what? I can be so wild. I could definitely be an escort. And I'm one of those girls. I look like girl next door. Right. You know, um, and I could totally do like the full girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just we live in a city to where, you know, the easier to get those business travelers that want to want to go out to dinner with them. I'm well educated. I can talk about anything. I think I would do really well with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with it. Like I definitely do not look down on sex workers. And if I had to put food on the table for my kids, I would a hundred percent do what I had to do. I just don't know if I could. Well, especially if you're in a place where it's not legal. I mean, you just don't want to go there. You know, it's a, it's different. A lot of the sex workers I talk to are in Canada and it is legal there. So it's a very different story, but what you could do and what I think women do nowadays that want to get into that business or make money because they love sex so much is they, do OnlyFans, you know, you could live your same life, but if you put it out there on some level and you could, you could monetize it, it's no different really. I think it's kind of the same thing, but a different option because it is legal. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so you could mock up that whole scenario on OnlyFans. You'd be doing the same thing, but you could do it with more people because it's virtual. True. Right. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely open to it. We've talked about it many times. It's just, you know how it is now, like with my job, if they found out I could lose my job and it's just, I feel like that's such bullshit because it's just shaming like people for what they do on their private time. Yeah. But you could do it anonymously. Potentially. Somehow. So anyway, I thought you did have a OnlyFans. I don't know, but you just have, oh, okay. You just have an Instagram. No, I don't have anything. I don't have any kind of, no, no. I have nothing. I mean, oh, okay. I have Instagram, but it's just like, you know, my private Instagram. Yeah, you just sound so fucking horny and so into sex that I'm like, I, you know, how are you not a part of that world that everyone's, tr- you know, a part of? But anyway, listen, Erica, thank you. So we called you Erica, right? Thank you so much <laughs> for coming back on. I really think that, you know, maybe you don't have an OnlyFans or Instagram, but. Maybe you should have something. I don't know what that's going to be. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, I appreciate you having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no. And listen, you are already sent me in new pics 
to yes. post on my Patreon. Ones that you wore. You sent me pictures of like you, what you were wearing in that scenario that you just had, right? Is that what people yes. can see? Mm-hmm. Yep. The one in blue is what I wore Saturday night. Yeah. The one in blue is what she wore Saturday night. So if you want to see that, you're going to have to join my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Thank you, Erica. I'm sure we'll have you back on because you'll just gonna keep you. having these hot experiences. <laughs> you'll be back thank on the regular you. show. But thanks again for calling in. Thanks so much. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics, and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests, as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.